Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Coach, we have missed you. Well, I missed you guys. I hope everything <laughs> is going well. Well, it is, but it's always much better when you're on. Coach, I, I know we got a lot to talk about tonight, and we want to talk about basketball, but I know heavy on your heart, before we even start, is one of your best first players at Arkansas, Ron Heary, passed away last Saturday. That's That's a tough loss, isn't it? You know, Rick, he was my first recruit to come to Arkansas. I was coaching. I was coaching at Tulsa when I started uh, recruiting, and I've got to know him very, very well over the period of years. And Ron will be truly missed in the type of person that he was. He was, you know, I've, I've been able to say that I've coached some wonderful young men, and there have been some that I. I'm not sure I, I was I had enough respect to try to change their lives. But Ron was one of those guys that tried every way he knew how to change and do the things that he thought was right, the things that we thought was the right direction to go in. Ron is, is by far, when I start talking about players, I talk about a guy that I, I used would call a PTCP. And that, that means player that can play. He could play. And the thing that made him so different than anyone else is because he was very good in every spot. There's a lot of players that you see. Some can outrun him. Some can outjump him. But no one that I had coached could do all the things that he could do. You know, he, he could dribble, he could pass the ball, he could shoot the ball, he could touch the ball, he could rebound. I mean, you named it, Ron was in that category in the top five. So I, I just never had a guy that was quite like him. And a guy that had the biggest smile and loved his Razorback. Yeah. He was one of the best recruiters I ever had, ever coached. Most guys, you know, become selfish. Ron Urey share his love for the university by going after the kids that really made us better basketball team. One of his biggest ones was Big O. With no no Ron Urey, there's no Big O here as going to school here. But Ron was very, very persuasive, and he had that wonderful smile. Mm-hmm. Well, he also opened the pipeline to Memphis, and uh, you got a few other players out of Memphis because of him, didn't you? Couldn't hear you. I said he opened a pipeline to Memphis, and right. you got several other players out of Memphis because Ron you know, took a chance and came know, first. Rick, uh, when, he, when he opened that, when we opened that door. If you stop and think about the best player during that period coming out was Ron Urey, Arkansas got him. The next player the next year was Todd Day, Arkansas got him. The next player we had him. We thought, getting ready to sign him that morning, he doesn't show up, was Penny Hardaway, hmm. the best player 
that year too. That, so that goes to show you how strong he was in Memphis and getting the players to come our way. We ended up having over nine players to come out of there and participate on the Razorbacks basketball team. Ron had all of that to do with it. The other thing you think about when you think of Ron Heary, he had an incident on campus. You suspended him for an entire year. But he stayed. In today's world, they'd hit the transfer portal and say, I'm not hanging around. He stayed and was a quality player for every season after that when he came back to play. You know, when you talk about a guy that took the penalty and was like the man and, and worked hard at, at uh, being doing the right things, not only was he was a starter and our lead player coming into the next year and he was suspended, but he didn't even start when he came when he got back. He didn't start, and he never, not once, mumble or grumble about not being able to be where he was when he before he left as a starter and as one of our key players. He was always a key player. I mean, we ranked him the best probably anybody could say the best six-man in college basketball. But in our eyes and in the coaches' staff's eyes, Ryan was a, a starter at six-man. When you think about the night. Like I said, he was a, he was a P.T. <laughs> yep. It's a player that can play. Mm-hmm. Ron Yuri. Well, one more thought on Yuri. 1990, you get to the Final Four, and obviously Day, Mayberry, and Miller, they get all the headlines. But without Ron Yuri and Lindsey Howell, would you have gotten to the Final Four that year? No. Automatically, no. Uh, you know, those, the two guys you mentioned there would they complimented each other. Uh, Lindsey, of course, was six six four, one of the best offensive rebounders in the Southwest Conference, and one of the big clutch players. And along being able to substitute at times where he come out and a guy like Ron comes in, we we got better from from different standpoints. And so there's no way we could have been able to get stronger by those two guys coming into the game, not have, being able to help us win big ball games. Well, that being said, we've got you on because basketball season is starting. Does your, uh, does your blood pressure still go up a little bit when the uh, basketball season starts? Uh, well, my blood pressure never goes down. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm always ready to you know, again, uh, I, I, you can you can feel it in the air. You can you can you can tell it's 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 here. You know, uh, it seemed like after all the years that I've you know played it, coached it, uh, it never leaves. You know, it's 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 something that uh, you look forward to to seeing and get the TV on and watch game after game after game and start reminiscing about what you think you should have done and didn't do and how all your coaches could have coached the game a hell of a lot better than you. So all those things are wonderful to think about when they're already over. Coach, one footnote on uh, Ron, one other footnote, I should say. Um, I've always said this, if a player – Coach, whatever it may be, is going to be inducted 
into whatever Hall of Fame it is, please do it before they pass on. I mean, make make this make this honor so they can uh, bask in that in that moment in that glory. Well, Ron was inducted into the uh, Razorback Hall of Fame about what Rick three four weeks ago, something like that. And yeah, early, early September, mid September, yes. Okay, okay. Well, he uh, came by. We were at Walk-Ons, the new restaurant, sports bar, uh, there on Weddington. And he was just sitting there. So I went over and I reintroduced myself to him. I said, I know you don't remember me. It's been too long ago. We both slept, but had a good laugh out of that. And he said, I want you to get me back to Fayetteville. And I said, pardon me? He said, I want to move back to Fayetteville. And that was his wish at that particular moment. And um, it didn't work out, obviously. But just the thought that, uh, thank goodness he was inducted into the Hall of Honor. Uh, right. And even, even though he passed the other day, uh, to know that he was able to savor that moment uh, in the Hall of Honor, uh, I thought, man, I'm so glad that happened. Uh, not that he passed away, but that he was inducted into the honor and uh, Hall of Honor and was able to enjoy that particular moment. But he was a delight to talk to. I believe you and me that he was so delighted of being being inducted. Uh, he called it. I bet I talked to him every other day after he found out that he would be one of the guys that they would enshrine into the Hall of Honor. He, he was very, so proud, so proud of, of that honor. And, and you're right, Rain. Uh, he got to see it. You know, a lot of us don't get to see it. He got to see mm-hmm. all that, uh, the, the hard that, that his family would enjoy after he was gone. But he got to enjoy it. Thank God Ab- for that. Absolutely. All right, Coach, I'm going to change gears for a moment. We had this question a moment ago, moment ago and um, it was this little rash, if you will, but it seems like it goes on from sport to sport, and it, it seems to sometimes happen in streaks. That is ankle sprains, and we were asked about the shoes, and a great point was made. Some of the transfers – Maybe even some of the high school kids were wearing Adidas. Uh, Arkansas is a Nike school, and it was a situation where they're making the adjustment from Adidas to Nike. Did you ever have that issue, or do you remember having that kind of issue with shoes when you were the coach at the University of Arkansas? Hey, well, what I just I, what I could negotiate for. I mean, I, you know, whatever was negotiable, that's what we did. I mean, if, if, if some company would have come in and, and, and offer X number of dollars uh, uh, along with as many pair of shoes as you can wear and tear, uh, it, it was, a, it was a, a, a contract between the, the coach and not so much the university when I first came. It was, you know, if we didn't, if we weren't good enough, then no one would want us. So we go as cheap as you can go and get as least amount of shoes that you can get. <laughs> but with the new deal that, you know, you got the Nikes and the Adidas and you got all these companies that are 
now, you know, that are way up there in dollar signs and way up there in how many pairs of shoes. You know, I believe a guy could wear a pair of shoes every night in some some program. Uh, you know, just get out a new pair every night if they had to. And at one point, we maybe we couldn't get a, a, a new pair until you, you showed me that you busted out of the old pair. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't think it's the same problem that that we would have that they're having if they're having that today. Things are a little different, aren't they? Because some of these guys, by the time they get to school, they've already been playing on AAU teams and have shoe deals and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's it's not like they've got to play in uh, in shoes until they actually break down. I believe you're right, Rick. <laughs> It's a, it's a new world out there. It's, the game has changed, not so much the scoring and the shot, the clock, and the, all the mechanical stuff is still in place, but the, the players have totally changed. And, of course, now, that to me, they're professionals. They, they can demand and, and ask for what they need to have in order to play on your team. And if they don't get it, they go somewhere else and get it. You know, it's... Uh, what used to be against the rules are now a part of being mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get over that. Try. I saw one of my buddies get busted for using a phone too much, making a <laughs> yeah. phone call to yeah, players. Right. I mean, can you imagine get busted for the phone? You, and now, yeah. hell, they, they, can, they, can, they can fly to them and, and talk to them next uh, you know, from one table to the other. So, you know, all everything's changed. And uh, I don't know if I could coach in this day and age. Well, one thing that hasn't, one, one thing that's changed major is the emphasis on five stars and four stars recruiting. Okay, so Arkansas has got this great freshman class, but do you find it ironic that in the first game, now the, the number one prospect didn't play. Uh, and we hope he's back soon. But in the first game, it's a couple of transfers who've played college basketball before who did most, and, and your holdover, uh, Davis, those three guys scored, what, Randy, about 75 or 80% of the team's yeah. points. Right. And uh, it's still nice to have people with experience, isn't it? Rick, the game has changed so much. You know, when you stop and think about what I'm going to say, when I looked at the season when – COVID hit. Baylor had some players look, I mean, they almost look as old as I look. That means they had some maturity on that team. Yeah. When when you think about the Southwest Conference, Baylor has won it. Houston's been to the Final Four. Texas Tech, wait a minute, are we talking about the Southwest Conference? All those schools are going, but look at the players they got now. Mm-hmm. Most of them are men playing boys. And and if you the more men you have, I don't care how great your young rookie freshman player is, he's still a young boy. Yeah. If a guy's twenty one, twenty two years of age and he's already played three, four years, my goodness, it don't take very much. A couple of cheerleaders can play with him <laughs> and, and have a good season. You know, that, that's what it's all about. Is it, it all boils down to what I just said about Ron Yuri, a PTCP. Mm-hmm. Players that can play, and they don't—they don't have that uniform that says Kentucky on the front of their shirt. They don't have uh, Arkansas on the front of their shirt. They don't have North Carolina on the 
but they have players in those uniforms that could be wearing that kind of uniform today because of the portal. So it's that, a, to me, it's a mini pro league. Yeah. Is you that there, You know, it's like when I was growing up being baseball, loving it so much, you know, you had class A, B, C, D. I mean, you know, and, and then you moved up the ladder, let's say, to the majors. Well, we started at the college level, the high school level, to the college level, right to the NBA. That, that's we're, we're really now more of a proving ground for the NBA than we were before. Mm. And so you're going to see teams that have a name that you would never even dream of having a chance to win will win. You know, I, you know, I, I think in, in, in most of the cases, He's got good, good super players. Better have because other teams have some pretty good players also. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, you think about Mayberry, Miller, and Day. In today, they went to the Final Four as sophomores. They won four conference championships. In today's game, you might only had them for one year, mm-hmm. and you got to go get three more the next year. Big difference. Yep. Well, you know, there's the good and the bad about that. The good part is you get to know the kids, the fans get to know the kids if they stay a long period of time. Yeah, but the other good part also, maybe the coach said, hell, I'm glad you're gone. You one year enough I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't have to put up with you no more. That, that's a good thing sometimes. Uh, and, and then, of course, uh, when you when you have guys such as Lee Mayberry and the Todd Days, of course, they, they came up around the time where you didn't, you, you, no, no one was you know, leaving early. You know, uh, I think my first la- early labor was Williamson. That's right. Uh, Corliss, uh-huh. yeah. you know, and then of course with Scotty. But when you look at the teams, that that four, those three guys, and you look at the next group, there's only Corliss is in an NBA style player. Uh, I thought, uh, I, I thought deep inside that, Maybe a break here or there, uh, Thurman would have been able to maybe stick it out if he was at the right place. Sometimes you have to be at the right place at the right time. Sometimes you can be better than some of the guys that you're going up against, but they got big contracts. And then you know, you're going to cut, cut a guy with a big contract to give a rookie something that they need to try to prove himself. So, you know, again, it's, it's a new ball game. It's, it's hard to say. As well, and not to me how hard it is to say, but I just know that if you don't have the players, I don't care how good a coach you are, you're not going to win. So would you have used the uh, transfer portal uh, frequently if you were there so you could make sure you had plenty of veterans on your team? I, I certainly would. I guarantee you. I mean, I, I, you, you know, everybody says, well, you you got to get them to play together. And, it, and I said, well, it's now you got a problem. You don't have really a problem. You got to get them to play together. Oh, you got to get them to play together for four years, yeah, for three years, right. or two yeah. years. They got to mm-hmm. play together in order to that's be successful. Right. Why yeah. not play together the first year? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got to. You, you know, you don't have time to say next year we're going to be better because you don't even know what team you're going to have next year, or if you're going to have any of those guys who want to come back the next year with the new rules. So uh, to me, you go out, you get the best players available, and and you go from year to year. 
I was talking to my grandson the other day. He said, when you first started coaching, what kind of contract did you have? I said, a one-year deal. One-year deal? One year. <laughs> junior college. I said, and I won 30 games the first year. I got a one-year deal the next year. I said, we won 35 games. I got a one deal that next year. I said, my third year, I go 37-0, and zero, and and I and I left before they could give me a one-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, Today, we've got to – we got a we got a caller waiting for you, Coach. By the way, 501-661-1037. Well, Robbie, hang in there. We'll get you out of the break. Rolling with Nolan is back. That's right. Coach Richardson is back. Thanks to our friends at Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, along with the coach. Nolan Richardson as Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. A lot of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim serving Central Arkansas. And now in Cabot. Don't forget the chicken tenders, the Hungry Meal. That's seven chicken tenders with Texas toast, fries, and a medium drink. And I love the wings. I can eat those all day long. They have the eight-wing meal. That's eight chicken wings with Texas toast, fries, and a medium drink. And then there is the combo meal, the tenders and the wings, five chicken Tenders, five chicken wings, all in one meal with Texas toast, fries, and a medium drink. You'll find that at Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. And I do want to remind you that tomorrow morning, in Morning Mayhem, there will be two tickets to the basketball game Friday night versus Fordham with a parking pass and tickets to the football game on Saturday. Unfortunately, no parking pass there. And there has been one word from all of the different shows today, the morning mayhem, the zone, the out-of-bounds, and drive-time sports. Put all those words together, and you can be a winner. And our word is bingles, B-E-N-G-A-L-S, bingles. So... Well, so, Randy, is somebody else's word beat, and is somebody else's word the? That would be a long, yes. Yeah, you you got the concept. You want to beat the, the beat, right? yeah. uh, beat the LSU Bengals, something oh. like that. I don't know if that's it or not. So we don't want to throw no. anybody off. We just know no. that our word is Bengals. Okay. Yeah, our word is Bengals. Okay. So we don't know what, I don't, I don't even know what the other ones are. So. Right, me either. I just threw that out there. I should have been. I should have been listening throughout the day, but I have I haven't been. But um, nevertheless, that is the that is our word. So I'll be listening in the morning to see what the words yeah, actually what go. they end up being in totality. All right, this is Robbie. Robbie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for the coach? Well, how is my three favorite people in the whole entire world? <laughs> Okay. That's great. Well, now, you know, I'm 
You know, Rick, I don't let people get on to you now. It's my, it's my belief. You're, you're my best friend now. But anyway, uh, Thank you. Nolan, good to hear your voice again, my friend. I didn't understand you. What'd you say? He said it was good to hear your voice again. Good to hear your oh, voice man. again, Coach. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I thought, <laughs> I don't know, you know what, I, what kind of voice I got. You got a great one. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was your favorite camper, if you remember correct, your basketball. Cause oh, here he comes. My oh, yeah. had to call my mother and tell me I was homesick, and she told me to stay uh, there. I, I remember care. that. You know, you know, I remember that because you were the only one that, in all the years I coached that had to go home because you were homesick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but anyway, all right, Nolan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, I, my favorite moment of all time of Nolan Richardson, and I can't remember how old I was or what, but I know I was a youngster. But I remember my favorite time with you when we were playing Texas. And I, and I, and I could not figure out for the life of me why you decided to walk off the court before the game was over. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think it was the greatest moment in college basketball history. The greatest moment in college I'm glad Nolan. we got you on the show thinking that was the greatest moment. I, I thought it was, too. You, you and I are on the same page there. Coach, do you ever get tired of telling that story? Because it's one of your best. <laughs> oh, really? I, 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 it's one of my best. Me telling it or somebody telling it about me? <laughs> mostly, most probably somebody telling it about you. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I, want, what I want to know is what, what actually made you want to walk off that court that day? Well, I, I, I'm going to hang, you, up, I'm gonna hang up and listen. All right, thank, thank you, Robert. Right, do, do that. I'm going to give you the best answer I can. You know, they say when nature calls, you must go. <laughs> nature called me, and I had to go. <laughs> we don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's as close as I can get to the answering that question. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, it was was a nice moment for those who don't remember 1990 arkansas played at texas down by three lance blanks is at the free throw line getting ready to shoot the uh shoot two free throws he was a great free throw shooter nolan left and went into the dressing room blanks missed both free throws arkansas rebounded lee mayberry hit a three to get it into overtime and matt zimmerman went and got coach and got him back out there and arkansas went easily in overtime so that was uh, you don't see many coaches do what you did there, Coach. That was uh, that was unusual. Very unusual. They changed the rule book. You can't leave the bench anymore. Oh, is that right? Well, uh, yeah. That, that that next year, the next time you leave the bench, that's a technical. So uh, nature didn't call me anymore. <laughs> uh, I did not uh, know that. I didn't know they changed the rule. Isn't that something? Yeah, wow. yeah, they changed the rule. You can't do that anymore. So you had a permanent impact on the game. Get, you have to get permission or something. You may call time out and say, look, i got to go. <laughs> oh, well. Wow. There, okay. there have been some things that I, I will say it's the greatest play ever, Coach, in the history of college basketball. But there are certain things that you remember. I'm, I'm talking about as a fan or maybe 
even us as broadcasters or reporters, what do you want to call it? That one is still, in my mind, as fresh as if I can watch you walking, seeing your back. Well, you didn't get in any hurry. You may have needed to go, but you didn't get in any hurry. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't sprint, did you? <laughs> no. no, I walked as slow as I could walk. You know, that was a dead man know, walking. Was... It looked like, Coach. <laughs> uh, you know, you know. I, I think about those moments back, and you know, I'm saying, God, something wrong. I was something wrong with you, Coach. I said, I know it, but I don't have to tell nobody. I, only I know it. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I looked at Tom, sweet Tom, sweet Tom Pender's face, but he was all smiles when I was walking out. Like, ah, oh, we got you now. You know, one of them kind of, one of them kind of looks. And I remember going back and looking at him. <laughs> I only came back to look at him. I didn't care. I didn't know if we were going to win or not, but I just wanted to see his face as I re- reappear. <laughs> it was priceless. <laughs> Every time I see him, we talk about that. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, wonderful. And and remind us again when the game was over and you all shook hands. What'd you say to him? I always say the same thing to all of them. Great game. We we were very lucky and we were very fortunate to pull that one off, man. So keep keep up the good work. Uh, I said the same thing to all of them. <laughs> and the the script you... has been written long years and years ago. Always, that... always be be um humble to the team you just beat i get that that's perfect but is that really what you said in that instance (laughs) (laughs) no no i can't i I couldn't repeat what i really said (laughs) okay that's close that's close (laughs) in in plain english okay (laughs) oh my all right coach i've got a question for you from william uh, this one says uh, from our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback. Uh, Coach Richardson, could I ask you, did Coach John McDonald have any influence on you as a coach? And if oh, so, how? John McDonald is the greatest coach of all time. I ain't talking, when, when I say coach, I'm not talking about baseball, football, basketball, track, or I'm talking about of all the coaches, all the staff. All the coaching that's ever been done. Uh, I used to get close to him so I could rub something off that he might have that could help me. You know, uh, I, I spent a lot of time with John. I said I talked with him every morning. We probably had a cup of coffee every morning. Our office was right next to each other. Uh, John gave me so many lessons of how to react with a player that is, you know. But, uh, he had a, a certain word. I, I, I'm trying to recall that word. Prima donna. He said a prima donna are the quick, uh, fast-running people. I mean, you're, and yours is the quick athlete there. But they always hurt. <laughs> so I'd rather go with something that doesn't hurt so much. And then that's, you know, you accumulate points in my sport. He, he was a very smart individual in the game. You know, he, he moved his his people around where he could win 45 champion national championships. I mean, who's ever heard of stuff like that? Yeah. So I used to make sure that I listened to what he had to say. He was EF Hutton. When you speak, I listen. Huh. 42. He actually won 42 national championships. I think it was 84 conference championships. 84. 
That's Southwest well, how, Conference how you, and Southeastern Conference. It's amazing. How, how do you? How can you? Eighty-four. Just stop and think about that. <laughs> God Almighty, that's 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 ninety years. <laughs> it takes well, some people maybe two two hundred years to get that. They don't live that long. Well, he got three <laughs> he got three chances a year: cross country and indoor track and outdoor track. But he was doing things that nobody had ever done before. That that's when all three in the same year. No, nobody did that before. So he did it. Frequently. You know what? When Rick, I went to school at at the time with Texas Western. That's right. We and they were the they were the first track to do program. It. That was Ted right. Banks and all that. And yep. So I knew a little bit about track. I ran on the track team up there my did senior you? year. Really? Yeah, I ran. I was a high jump, long jump, and and ran the uh, four forty relay with the Didn't track know team. Didn't know that. Wow. Wow. There's a lot of things you don't know about Nolan, but uh, <laughs> I, I did that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Amazing. but uh, you know those guys were so good, and and then when I moved to Arkansas, now I'm, I'm now I'm a, a coach myself. And I'm, I run across this guy, John McDonald, and I thought this guy that was with us was unheard of back in those days, and he might have won two conference championships or so. And, and, and you're talking about 84 championships. <laughs> uh, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. There will never be another John McDonald. No, no. Never. Uh-uh. No, never. I, never. I never say never before, but. That's one I think I'm going to be right on after yep. I'm gone for 100 mm-hmm. years. So I'll be yep. right on that one. Because you're right. Most coaches, it's going to take 50 to 80 years to do that, and you don't have that much yeah. time. <laughs> All right, Coach, we got to take a break. Hang tight, if you can. One more segment with the coach. Yeah. Coach Nolan Richardson, thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. A lot of places to get chicken, but there's just one Slim serving Central Arkansas, and now in Cabot. Rolling with Nolan continues in a moment. And And we should should mention this too, Randy, uh, that Slim Chickens has upped the ante this year. They they are giving even more per show to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. And we're going to talk about the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. So thank you to Slim Chickens. And uh, we're going to thank them. And as the year goes along, we're going to tell you how you can contribute. But, Coach, you you had a golf tournament this year, first time in a couple years. How'd that go for the yes, Bob Richardson Foundation? Yes, it went really good, and I want to thank my major sponsors. I call them also my TTCP players. And uh, thanks to the Stevens, Inc., Karen Biggs, and Packet Specialties, uh, John David at the Lindsay Associates, and Mickey and Larry Renan Insurance, Steve Smith, Alan Stunnebyer. These are the major players in our in our quest to try to help those who are less fortunate. And and I want to thank all the golfers who participated in that golf tournament. It was a successful golf tournament, probably the most uh, player we've ever had during the wow. years that we've had this golf tournament. Wow. I want to also thank the people up there, what, what I'm on right now with, with David and with Rainwater and Rick. Thank you very much. And Absolutely. I can't go without thinking my crime, my partner in crime that keeps me abreast of what's going on, uh, not only in the world of, of the golf, but in the basketball, uh, Mike Walker. Yep. Without them, I would not be lost. So thanks again. And this year, we hope to be go bigger and better. And hopefully, 
uh, we'll all be around to say hello to each other one more day. Very good. Absolutely. Okay. So, Randy, thank you for allowing me to sneak that in. No, 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 no problem. All right, Coach, I'm going to sneak this one in, and we've got Lewis waiting, <laughs> but I want to sneak this one in because I think it's special. And that is from Eric. He says, Coach, uh, could you have uh, – could you reflect on your friendship with Paul Ills? Oh, my God. The greatest man of <laughs> You know, uh, he – one of a kind. I, I, I don't think I will ever meet anyone like Paul Hill. Paul, Paul is, is maybe one of the kindest type of uh, person that I've ever met. Uh, he, he's never going to say anything ugly about anyone. If anyone says that he, he's ever said anything about him, I guarantee it's a flat-out lie. Because this man is an, is an incredible ambassador for human race. This is what I call a man of the human race. Not, I mean, not who he is or what he is or what background he comes from. I know that he's a human being, and that's how he treats everybody. Very humane. He's a wonderful. Uh, I miss him so much because uh, there were some nights and some games that we were involved in that I think his, his calmness kind of settled me down, and we did our show. And we did quite a few shows together. Great moments, Coach. Great yep. moments. Super guy. One thing uh, about Paul is, Coach, in the first two years when you were struggling a little bit, doing a TV show with Paul, he probably made it sound like you were going to play for the national championship, didn't he? <laughs> every, every night. You know, we can't beat our way out of a paper sack, and he's telling them that. <laughs> Hang in there. He's going to be all right. I think Paul knew a little bit about the game. Uh, yes, he did. A, a lot more than others may tend to know. But I think he knew a lot about not only our game, but all the games that he announced. He yep. knew he knew he, he was he was well informed about how that game should play and how it should go. Now let's talk with uh Lewis. Lewis, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for the coach. Hey Rick and Randy, how y'all doing? Great, Man, Lewis. doing great, Lewis, thank you. All right, good, good. Coach? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's an honor. It's a, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's an honor to be able to talk to you. Well, let it be mine also. And I, I got uh, I got one question for you. Um, do, do you and Coach Musselman, do you guys ever ever talk or, or converse about basketball? No. I mean, I, I talk to, to Must and, and – uh, but it, it has not been about the basketball game per se. And he, he said a few words about how, how, you know, the things that I had been able to do up there. Uh, but from from a standpoint of that, drawing up X's and O's and defenses and all that stuff. No, we, we, I don't think most most coaches don't go through that. They they know what they got to have done, get it done. And, and we as old coaches, we know where they got to go, we've already been. So, so I got uh, it. It, it, yeah. what, what do you what do you what do you think of the team that he that he's assembled this year? Oh, I, I, I you know I hate to put pressure on coaches any any time you do that. You know, to live to live up to expectations is sometimes the hardest thing in the world to do. 
But I love the kind of players he's got. I mean, he got my style, the 6'6", the 6'5", the 6'4". You know, he's got a couple of big kids, but the long-range athletic. Uh, he, to me, he's got a chance to, or he's got a chance to do a lot of damage. When, when I stop and think about all the other teams out there and what they have, you know, uh, you can get on a good roll and, and get the guys believing in what they're trying to do, and and I think they'd be they're going to be awfully hard to beat. Uh, it's 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 just uh, it's a time time thing that's going on right now. How, how soon will we be able to play together? Because talent-wise, they got some talent. And okay. you got to have talent well, to try to have a team. You ain't no, don't let nobody kid you. I don't care how great they say they are as a coach. They don't have the talent. They, they ain't gonna win. They ain't not gonna win the big one. Absolutely. So you got to have talent well, coaches- to begin with. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I appreciate you answering the couple of questions that I had. Well, you've got it. I appreciate your, your – those are good questions. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, thank you. Thank you, you Lewis. You know, Coach, he, he's got uh, – Coach Musselman has your favorite player coming back, uh, if I remember correctly, last year. You really loved Devo Davis. I called him the old junkyard dog because he'll do yeah. anything to win. And, right. uh he was needed the other night with uh, Nick Smith Jr. out of the game, the number one player projected coming in this year from the high school ranks. And uh, Devo stepped up with, I think, 18 points. I want to say four or five uh, rebounds. Oh, he's a, he's, he's a, a silent he's a, killer. He can fill the squares in the scorebook. Coaches, yeah. usually it goes by too quickly. We certainly appreciate you, my friend. We'll see you again. There you go. That is the coach, Coach Nolan Richardson.